Welcome to The Better Way, a podcast by BuilderTrend. We are here to help you simplify and establish processes that will make meaningful changes to your company and help you achieve your goals. There's a better way to run your construction business, The BuilderTrend Way. Tune in this season as our consultants Reese Barnes and Zach Rotovich will help you master your financials. In this episode, we're talking about best practices for handling job costs. Learn more about the job costing features and functionalities within BuilderTrend and how our purchase order tool improves profitability. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode five of BuilderTrend's financial series uh, today. Your co-host and I, Zach Watovich and Reese Barnes, are going to be covering how to handle your job costing. Zach, what are we covering today? What is uh, what is what are you excited to talk about with when yeah, it comes this to job is, costing? You know, if I had to pick an important, what, you know, in our in our compendium of knowledge that we've been providing compendium. for people, yes, and word of the day, uh, this is definitely <laughs> one that I think can have one of the bigger impacts. We talked about Costco's, we talked about QuickBooks. But this is something that maybe you've dipped your toes in the water and hopefully we can start to reveal the, the benefits and also kind of how it actually should work. I really think that the job costing parts of Builder Trend are some of the most powerful features that not enough people ever get to. Uh, understandably so. It can be hard to transition into something like this from what you're currently doing. But there's a lot of potential if you can get it into your day-to-day workflow and operation. So we're going to talk about just what are the job costing capabilities and, and really focus in on what we call the purchase order system in Builder Trend, how that can help you be more profitable and control what's going on during the course of construction. The thing here, too, that I'm excited to talk about is, is also keep painting the picture of is the consistency or the consistent messaging, rather, of how important this is, but also how many levels of strategy and, and how it really does matter how you're operating as a business is going to determine how you're using these features. Um, yep. So even just when we do talk about what's the difference between a bill and a purchase order, how should we intend to be used bills? How should we intend to use purchase orders? Zach's going to cover that, but it's all important for the listener to really understand that there's a lot of strategy to this. We have resources at Builder Trend to help you determine what the best strategy is going to be. Um, and that's ultimately what this conversation is going to be. Start paying the pictures, get you the one-on-ones, and then we can keep these conversations going, whether it's consulting or utilizing the unlimited customer support. So, Zach, what's the difference between a bill and a purchase order? Yeah, so I think it's important to lay out a little bit of context when we're talking about these features. We talked about during the QuickBooks integration mid episode, what is really happening between the data that's being transferred back and forth between Builder Trend? What is Builder Trend trying to do? What is QuickBooks trying to do? You know, and Reese, there's a lot more expenses to your company than just bills on a job cost, right? Totally. And so if I were trying to get a picture of how much money I made as a company, QuickBooks is going to be more equipped to do that. You right. have your balance sheet, which is looking at your okay. assets, your liabilities, your equities. Yeah. That is not what BuilderTrend is trying to do. And you've heard of the profit and loss statement, right? Oh, for sure. And I'm saying you made the connection. QuickBooks is going to be more like, what, how are we sitting as a business as a whole? Yeah. Rental, utilities, right. cost of goods sold, overhead. Right. BuilderTrend, mm-hmm. let me assume, is going to be more so how are we making money from a business standpoint being our projects? Exactly. So it is a little, a little bit more of a micro view as right. far as how I'm looking at my, this particular job and the, the, the costs that are associated with this job. Now, if you've gone 
full in on putting your estimate in the builder trend, you're actually halfway there. You don't even realize nice. it because your estimate is your budget. And so now you set your targets. I want to spend this much on foundation. I want to spend this much on my plumbing fixtures. I want to spend this much on trim work. You've laid out kind of your ideas of where I, I want to be. I love that you, that you just point blank said the estimate is the budget because when I'm talking to clients that are struggling with, you know, uh, the financial side of things or using more of the program and, and they'll lead off by saying, we don't like builder trends estimating tools. So we do all of our estimating into Excel and we don't, we don't import into the program. Yeah. It's kind of hard to do job costing when you're not starting from the very first, arguably most important step is getting the yeah. estimate and establishing your budget, giving yourself a baseline, and then your variance, your actuals, all that information. Right. So I love, that you, a, I love that you put it that way. That's important. Yeah. And, and even if you're not using BuilderTrend's estimating tool to derive your budget, if you can get it into BuilderTrend in some shape or form, which means you're going to adapt your estimate to use the same cost codes and have a tool to put into the system that still is going to give you a lot of information and make things a lot easier. So I've had a lot of conversations like, Hey, we just need to find a way, this right. one way to lay out the baseline of here's the numbers that we're trying to stick to. Right. And the more visible that is, the more information you're going to be able to get out of it. If it's in Excel, one person has a copy of that Excel, or if you've shared it, unless it's in a cloud-based system like Google drive or, Maybe you are using Microsoft's ecosystem where everybody can pull the same file. You're not really getting the most up-to-date information and you're having to manually update it. Whereas with Builder right. Trend, you train the right people. They can kind of work for you. They can enter their own bills and expenses. Sure. They, can enter, they can pay their own payments. There's just ways to really put it at the forefront of what you're doing. So sure. let's just go back into the job costing feature, right? Estimates your budget and a very popular report in QuickBooks is estimated versus actual. actuals and really what builder trend is doing is taking our terms bills and po's and putting it into the actual column so you are in real time updating what you paid as you enter information into builder trend so that when you're looking at the budget report which our next episode will dive deeper into what those reports look like but you're at the base level here's what i thought i would spend here's what i actually spent whether you enter them all as bills or they all as or them as all as POs, it doesn't matter because the budget just looks at it and says, these are actual expenses. Okay. So you're, you're able to, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm assuming you're getting ready to go into explain the difference between a bill and PO because it's going to be important. Right. Absolutely. So a bill is a much more simple document in builder trend. You would go into the system. You would update the information by hitting click new bill and you would fill out, what the bill was for, what cost codes it applies to, and who did the work, right? And maybe the invoice date, if you received that on that document. It kind of depends. Sometimes people just write it on a napkin, right? Sure. Um, Common and, examples of that, of, of something for a bill is going to be simpler. You know, I, ideally, you'd like to get, you know, a line item to it. But this is going to be for your dumpster fees, permits, quick material purchases, smaller yeah, business exactly. expenses. A lot of times, too, they're not even contracted work. It, you know, okay. it's just a way for you and builders to say, this was something I paid. This was a cost. Sure. Right. And you're tying it to your same setup. You're, it uses the cost code for what that cost was for. Well, your estimate had the same cost code. So now you're lining up information to compare. To reflect in the budget. You can only pay those bills in full. Like you can't make a partial payment against the bill in builder trend. That's important. Okay. Right. So yeah. you, 
you're you're really kind of just filling it out. This is what I'm going to pay. Hitting save, and then if you're integrated with QuickBooks, it sends it sends it over as a as a full bill, and, and you manage it from there. Once you actually write the check for it. Now a PO has a lot more bells and whistles. If you were to go into the PO, you would see a lot of description tabs, a place for more attachments. It has yeah. a, a payment tracker because a purchase order can mean a lot of different things, a lot of different people. BuilderTrend uses it as a subcontract in most use cases. So let's say you're my framer and okay. I have a, a house that's upcoming. I can tell you, hey, here's the plans. Here's the payment terms. Here's how much I'm paying you in order for you to do the work. Right. And you get a contract that you can sign off on. And the purchase you, order. Mm -hmm. And okay. as soon as you apply the signature, guess what? You've now you've locked, contract. You've locked into that contract. Now, yep. could you send a PO and builder trend to a vendor? Sure. No problem. And that's pretty common. But what you gain by using the POs is the ability to hold someone to pricing a lot more effectively. No more, hey, what can you do this for? Two grand. End of the job comes around. Hey, why is it 2200 Right? You're, gotcha. you're able to control that conversation sure. a little bit. And we understand some of this is, is based off your relationship with your sub. They might do time and material. You're just trying to get ballpark. You can always adjust what the PO amount is for. But there's a broader benefits of laying the floor of this is where the number was at when we spoke last sure. rather than the back and forth. He said, she said situation. Okay. Right. The other benefit with a PO that you can't do with a bill is you can make multiple payments against the PO installments percentages. Mm -hmm. And that's very common in construction to where I'm going to contract you for three grand and I'm going to pay you as the phases of the construction operate. So in a framing, right, maybe at a 50% down payment up front, first lumber drop, another 25%, you do the work and then final lumber drop, final frame, you have another 25%. And now the contract is complete and at its full. So, nice. you know, love that. It also lets you project a little bit kind of how much your costs are going to be in the budget. When I fill out a PO and builder trend, it will put in the actual column, the amount that the PO was for, because really that's your expected cost. That's your expected actual. If you ever right. update the PO amount, it will ultimately reflect it in the budget. <laughs> um, but then it kind of falls on you to manage those POs. If you have project managers, they should be the ones who are kind of involved in using that PO to its fullest potential because they're the ones who's working with the sub day in and day out. Right. Sure. Well, not to cut you off. No, no, you're not. Okay. Another thing that I see being valuable here as far as using a PO with the subcontractor, you know, running out installments and waves according to phases of the projects. Right. Now that also starts to give you an understanding. It starts to paint a picture of why are we getting paid here? Do we need more cash flow? Do we need to clean up this side of our, of our subcontractor relationship? Right. Are we paying people too early and then they're not getting it done? And we can't seem, am I getting ahead of myself? Okay. No, 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 no. Keep going. Okay. Uh, because ultimately, you know, I have examples regularly. I was just talking to a client here on the phone the other day and they were mentioning how they just struggled to get projects done, mm -hmm. just completing the project. And you look at it, well, it's like you pay your sub, you pay them up front or you pay them when half the work is done or whatever. Now, what do they do? From a bandwidth perspective and a subcontracting business perspective, they're like, we're paid. This is where they're at. I mean, we've got time. We can start picking up more work when the GC isn't getting the product that they paid for delivered, that no one's held accountable. And that's yeah. where I see the benefit of the POs really rolling into this. Yeah, and even just little things that you wouldn't normally think about 
but most contractors are having their subs sign off on a trade agreement or a per project agreement. And the PO becomes a vehicle for that. Sure. Now you're setting expectations of like, Hey, you need to clean up the job site. Now you're setting expectations of this is when you can expect to get paid. It's on the 10th and the, and the first, right? The POs unlock a lot of advanced ways to operate your business. You know, if you think about, for example, a lot of construction companies that are just getting started or going through an evolution they're, they don't have a common billing cycle for their, their subs. You know, every Friday sure. the subs rolling up and it's like, where's my check? And that can be really hard to project cash flow and, and where money's going and, and getting a good grip on that. POs let you kind of schedule out, hey, this is how many POs I'm going to pay on the 10th. This is the exact amount that I'm planning on paying nice. come December 10th or November 10th or whatever. Sure. And, and you have a, a rhythm, a projection. Here's where things are going if you use the PO system because you're taking it away from, I'm just waiting for my subs to bill me and then I cut the check, right? Versus right. I can run a report of all my upcoming POs that are in their second payment phase and see the exact amount in builder trend that I can expect to pay for this project or across multiple projects as well. Right. That's a lot of power and a lot of information for you to be able to control your, your finances and your um, just general operations. So, I always make a lot of the case for POs, even if you're not sending these POs to your subs. Did you know that? You don't I need, didn't. yeah, you don't need your need subs. To release to be, them? You, don't, you don't need to actually get your subs involved for this to be a beneficial thing for you. So that's a big fear when people are like learning the PO system. Like, oh, I don't want my subs to sign off on it. Okay. We call it a dummy PO system. And what that does is it creates expectations for yourself about when you're paying these things, sure. right? It helps you slow down a little bit. You're in, you're in putting some checks and balances in place. And then even if you are just receiving bills from your subs, if, you, if the sub doesn't even know that you're using a purchase order system or a subcontract system, when you receive the bill, you are matching that bill to the PO and hopefully they are the same amount, right? If the bills that you received right. are above what the PO was for. Now you are aware in the moment that you are over on that particular line item on that budget versus what happens in a lot of companies is they're doing their thing. They're, they're building the house. They're, they're just trying to get by and then they run their P and L at the end of the job. And it's something seems wrong. Why are our margins off? Right. Right. There's no red flag telling you, hey, this happened. This is why. You're having to do investigation. That takes time. Right. It's effort. If you take the time and effort up front to set your POs when you create the job, you know, the workflow I commonly coach to people is get your estimate in, then go into your estimate, create your POs off of that estimate, and then just wait for your bills to come in and match it to the PO and just see how your subs. Three steps. Exactly. Show how your subs are actually trying to get as much money as they can out of you. You know, even if you're using bids to get your numbers, things are going to shift. You need to be on right. top of that because those things add up. And now you're consciously aware every time. And I know people out there have really great relationships with their subs. We're not undermining that. Things happen. It's not that you're not going to pay your subs if they're over. But maybe the next time on your PO, you have a better sense of how much you should be budgeting on your estimate. If he's always right. over, then you need to make adjustments in your bid price to your customer so that you're not constantly eating at your profit margin. 
Right. Uh, I think it was one of the previous episodes that we'd made the comment. We want to get this in place to at least provide the option. Like you'd mentioned, we don't want to undermine the relationships that subcontractors have with GCs and vice versa, because that's important. That helps with the efficiency on jobs, having people pay attention to what you need help with. But at the end of the day, business is business. And if we can at least have the opportunity to say, this is what we expected. This is where it came in. Is it worth it for us to bring up with the plumber that we've known for 15 years? Right. Right. And is this a situation where like, let's throw him a bone. Like this is going to be worth the conversation. At the end of the day, you can have that conversation. If you don't have a PO system in place, if you're not using bills, it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. And that's something I spend a lot of time with people talking about is the sub relationship. And I actually think that's an advantage when you're talking about getting subs involved in builder trend, whether it's through a PO or any part of the program, if you have a relationship with them, that means you have some, some credibility with them. If you, if you talk to them on a real level, and explain to them why you're doing this. Hey, we need you to sign off on this and here's why. It's for both parties to be on the same right. page. It's not to control them. It's right. not to chastise them. It's, it's so that there's no confusion about where you're at, where you're going, and, and how much the job is going to be for. In an absolute perfect world, and, and I'm going to paint the unicorn as far as how this could work. <laughs> I don't think that's an expression, but we're going to roll with it. You're going to paint the unicorn. Paint here. the unicorn. You know, if you think about a perfect world where your POs can be sent to your subs and they don't even have to invoice you. You can tell them reliably, Hey, here's how much we're willing to pay. And on the 10th, you can expect 50%. And at the first, you're going to get the other 50% like clockwork. They don't have to go through all the rigmarole of having to write you an invoice. You can build that into your process. You work with our contracting company. Here's what we do. Here's when you can expect to be paid. Uh, any existing subs, you know, if you explain the benefits and really lay out the process for them, they're going to, they're going to work, continue to work with them. They're not going to bite the hand that feeds. What are they going to do? Leave you. Okay. Then some um, of that's dependent on your sub market. And I understand that. Bingo. But my thing is, is this, it's with anything else, sales, just communication in general. Yeah. What message are you conveying? Right. If we can explain this again and just shine on the, the positives of if we have a supply, this is the process that my company is putting into place. We've been working with you guys for 10 years now, and we know this is going to change a little bit, but this is why we're doing it from our standpoint and yours. So many people, they, they just are scared to death of having that conversation in the first place and just relying on, well, you just don't know the sub market here. Right. You're right. I don't, I might not know all of them to the degree that you do, but I know that there are really aggressive submarkets, and I know that the GCs, they can run the submarkets. And if you're in the, the submarket where the sub has all the control, how do we message this to ultimately get what you want? Which is again, a better pulse on your purchase orders, a better purchase on your bills, a better purchase on our margins, on our projects, our livelihood. How are we able to pay more project managers if we can't even tell you what we're making on a house before it started? Like we, we want to be able to at least provide the option for you as the listener and the client to know what's going on and know it's, it's at least an option. Absolutely. And when it comes down to it, you aren't giving up any of the functionality of builder trend by using POs. And that's, that's right. the, the absolute emphasis. A lot of companies get into bills and they just think POs are not for them. And I would encourage you to explore that option a little bit more to kind of see the potential that it really does have, regardless of your subs using it or not. 
Uh, let's talk about one more topic with that regards, which is how does this affect QuickBooks, right? Going back to that uh, conversation in, in episode three of, you know, what's really changing about this operation. You are creating the living estimated versus actual report. If I'm a project manager and I'm responsible to know where am I at from a budgetary standpoint, I don't have to worry about having access to QuickBooks or knowing those reports or getting emails or doing anything. I can log into Builder Trend, focus on what I need to focus on, controlling the budget, and really having a grasp on what's happening on my operations. Reports in QuickBooks are not affected by using bills or POs. And on POs, I know QuickBooks has a PO function. When we apply a payment against a purchase order, it still sends it to QuickBooks as an unpaid bill ready for you to process and, and send a check out to your sub or match it to your bank feed, however you're using your QuickBooks operations. So nice. you're not losing anything by putting a little bit more construct on how you operate your budgetary operations in the, the financial features of Builder Trend. And I just really wanted to touch back on that, that, that QuickBooks fairly, like, oh, but if we don't use POs and QuickBooks, we can't in Builder Trend. Not true. Doesn't change the integration. The relationship stays the same. Just more information. More information is power. Knowledge is power. Well, and that's honestly the big thing here is, is when we look at, you know, so many of our clients in the construction industry, you know, I talk to a lot of people, obviously our CS4 talks to a lot of people and a lot of their issues and hurdles come from not having systems in place. Yep. The system's going to save you. The system's going to save you because like we had alluded to in other shows, like we're alluding to now, this is going to make, this is putting a why behind what we're doing. This is, we're, we're having data that we can, A, start to tell the story to, um, whether we're wanting to grow this business and sell it to someone else and retire and get out of construction, or if this is someone who's wanting to go from a house a year to three houses a year to eight houses to 12 to 30 to production, right? Like this, well, is, this is how you get there. To your point, what about passing it off to your family? I've seen that oh, a lot. We're working with a couple of clients now that are doing the same thing. Yeah, they, they, wanna, they want their kids to take over the business and they want it to be successful. There's nothing in place. Nothing in place. Everything is in the head of the operation manager or the owner and, and they're just they're struggling to extrapolate the, the stuff that's in that person's head and putting in the paper. A PO system can do that. Here's what I would pay our subs. Now you have a record, a paper trail to say, here's what a typical construction project would cost based on historical data that you could go back to for years if you get that far with implementing Builder Trend into your business. It, it can really save that handoff to another uh, uh, owner uh, who's going to take the transition over uh, to your credit. That's a really great point. There's story after story that I hear from people coming to, you know, wanting to move forward with our onsite consulting or at least hear more about it. And they're, they're, I know, I know uh, a client here that they just bought a, uh, a, a business a construction business, severely undervalued, handshake deal. Guy that they knew, a sub that they knew, wanted to get out of the industry, wanted to start something different. They bought the business. There was very little financial data. It was a kind of a, a shot in the dark for both parties. The client that actually ended up buying the business came back and won. But at the end of the day, because they got a hell of a deal on a business that was doing far more, but that's just because the information wasn't being tracked. Right. And as, as effective as it could. So the seller lost out, buyer got a great deal on it. It happens all the time. And, and yeah. especially when people, when they start this industry being, you know, trades people, 
carpenters, framers, start their own subcontracting, start a GC company, whatever the case is. There's always got to be an exit plan in place. And whether you want to be the framer for the rest of your life, or if you want to translate into the business owner, the business decision maker, this comes with the territory. And when we get people that are still trying to juggle their day-to-day, not having a system in place, not using purchase orders, not using QuickBooks integrations, not having cost codes, not having any of this stuff, they run into issues. A lot more stress, working more hours a week, not understanding how they can retain employees. They have a great estimator that takes off after working with them for two years because they can go do something else somewhere else and they lost everything. Yeah. If you want things to be less chaotic, then you need to put a structure in place. Yep. That's just what it comes down to. And a lot of our listeners here probably have a a good structure. Hopefully you can take away some refinements to make it even stronger. You can always improve and make things better. Even at Builder Trend, we're changing things constantly. All the time. How we do things, even though we're a very successful company, that doesn't mean we can't improve how we're doing, what services we provide, how we think about delivering things to our customers and our own uh, product. Our, our sales procedures, our customer success onboarding, and we're always evaluating. And that's just the mark of good business, no matter the industry, right? Exactly. So I think that wraps up job costing for today. We covered a lot of information, obviously. And our last one is episode six, where we'll cover reporting. a little bit more about the reporting capabilities and builder trend. And this is a, this is a topic that people get a little bit confused by because they don't realize the number of reports that actually exist in builder trend. If you get to this point to where you're using the budget and you're using Costco and you're using POs, there's a ton of cool stuff that you can pull and, and really make sure that you're being as effective as you can be when it comes to running your projects. So tune in next time. We're going to sign on out. Reese, have a good Thank you, everybody. Now. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening to The Better Way. If you're a Builder Trend customer, schedule a training to learn more. And all listeners, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to The Better Way wherever you get your podcasts. Also, visit buildertrend.com slash podcast to sign up for the email notifications when the next season drops and explore our other podcast, The Building Code. Don't miss our next episode focused on financial reporting.